Holly Knoll, host of the Everyday Entrepreneur Podcast. If you've always wanted to start a business and don't know where or how to start, you've come to the right place. After leaving an unfulfilling corporate career, I decided it was time to start a business of my own. Today, I'm a business coach and creator of The Consultant Code, where I help people start services-based businesses in 60 days or less. So grab your latte because you're about to be inspired, armed with knowledge, and given simple tools to start a business of your own from my interviews with Everyday Entrepreneurs. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Everyday Entrepreneur Podcast. Today on the show, I am hosting the wonderful, amazing Gabby Dalkin of What's Gabby Cooking? If you have not heard of Gabby before and you like to eat or like any type of food, go give her a follow on Instagram and your mouth will be guaranteed to instantly start watering. Her recipes have graced many of my tables, many of our family gatherings, friend gatherings, And I recently went to Mexico with her and a group of, I think, 64 other What's Gabby Cooking super fans for a weekend of food and tequila tastings and just enjoyment with a like-minded community. So obviously, I asked Gabby if she would come on the podcast and she agreed to. And again, I'm so excited to share her story with you today. Um, But let me just tell you a little bit about Gabby if, if you're not familiar with what she does, or even if you are. So she's a trained chef. She's a recipe developer, an entrepreneur, and food lifestyle writer based in LA. Her website, whatsgabbycooking.com, features original recipes and images along with highlights from Gabby's life and her travels. In September 2022, Gabby released her fourth cookbook, which was a New York Times bestseller or is a New York Times bestseller. It's called What's Gabby Cooking? Take It Easy. This book reflects her signature vibes of enjoying life by eating the foods you love. But by this time around, she also emphasizes a no-fuss attitude. This cookbook follows the success of her 2018 cookbook, What's Gabby Cooking Everyday California Food, and her 2020 cookbook, What's Gabby Cooking Eat What You Want. In addition to her books, Gabby is known for her popular line of products that just launched under the new label Dalkin & Co., Gabby makes frequent appearances on The Today Show, Kelly and Ryan, Hallmark Home and Family, and more. Her debut TV show, My Best Friend's Kitchen, premiered in the fall of 2022 on QVC+. So I, again, I am just so excited to share this story and this interview with you today. Gabby has some wonderful things that she shares and some wonderful advice to anyone who is interested in starting their own business or doing their own thing or just living the life you want. She's a true testament to that. And without further ado, Gabby Dalkin. Welcome, Gabby, to the Everyday Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm thrilled to have you here today. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yes, yes. I want to dive into your career and your journey and everything you've built since I think 2009 or maybe before. But I think you've had an incredible journey. And I want to start out with just a quick little story before we dive into some more details. But about eight months ago, my friend Mira called me during the work day and I'm like, what, what is, this is odd. And so I answered it. I thought something was probably wrong. And she's like, I need to know yes or no. I have, I have two tickets to Gabby's Mexico uh, weekend in San Miguel de Allende. It's going to be a cooking class. And she started to talk more about, I'm like, say no more. Will I go? Yes. 
<laughs> and I immediately, it was a no brainer. And we'll get to kind of why and, and, and that, but obviously I showed up to the weekend. It was incredible. Um, for those of the listeners out there that follow me on social, I had a ball just creating content around that weekend too. And you were just an incredible host and the group that you brought together of 40 random people or 60 random people, we all just clicked and got along. And I think that says so much about you and the type of people you attract and the community you built. So with that said, <laughs> yes, I'll stop talking. Why don't you tell us a little bit about how you got started and and your journey to get to where you are today? So yes, you're right. 2009 is when I started this, which was wild that it's going to be 15 years next year. Um, but back in 2009, I had just graduated from college. I got a job in like this fashion PR world and it was 2008 at the time and the economy was crashing and I could tell the company was about to go under. So I decided to go to culinary school and I went to culinary school just on a whim. I had no intention of going into the food world. I just knew I loved cooking for people and I loved bringing people together at my table. I thought it was a really great way to connect with my friends after a long week and show off my skills. But as I was in culinary school, I also got a job as a private chef Hold on. There's someone literally leaf blowing right outside. Can you hear that? I could not. Nope. Okay, thank God. I would in never your, know. In your Zoom link, it literally said, don't mow the lawn. And as we were signing on to Zoom, the gardener stopped here and I was like, oh no. Okay, anyways. Um, that was that was specific for you. I was in culinary school. I got a job as a private chef and I had, you know, it was my second week of school. I didn't know how to cook a thing, but these people, like we clicked. They were a great family. They're German. I'm German. We just like really hit it off. And I started as their private chef and I, you know, did I parallel path cooking for them and going through culinary and pastry school and really kind of just getting my like bearings in the kitchen, like figuring out timing, learning how to sear a steak, all these different things. And eventually I graduated from culinary school and pastry school. I moved on from them to another client. I cooked for Jessica Simpson for a number of years. And at the same time as all of that, I started What's Gabby Cooking. And that was really just a place for me to post pictures from culinary school or my private chef job to show my parents and my friends back home that I learned how to eat mushrooms or I learned how to make fish. <laughs> like I was, when I tell you I was the pickiest eater, I was the pickiest eater growing up. So everyone who knew me was like, you went to culinary school? What? So fast forward I eventually walked away from private chefing entirely and decided if I was going to take Watch Copy Cooking full time, what better time to try it than now? I can always go back to private chefing. I can always get a job in, you know, the business marketing PR side of the world. Like, you know, the world is my oyster. Jump in. So a couple of years, like I think it was probably around 2013, I jumped in full time to Watch Copy Cooking and never looked back. Here you are, yeah. partnerships with brands, appearances on the Today Show, close to a million followers at the time of this recording, which fast forward six months from now, I mean, it, it, like, oh, no. you have <laughs> built this major brand in the in the cooking world and in, in the lifestyle world. I, I mean, your, your recipes have graced our Thanksgiving tables, my friend get togethers in my friend group, one of my friend groups from San Francisco. All we have to say is, Gobby. And, you know, everyone knows we all, we all share your recipes and talk about, you know, things you're posting. So thanks you. Yeah. And I guess I would love to just understand more, you know, along the way, I guess, what was that pivotal point? And this is, and my audience is a lot of 
people who want to start their business are in nine to fives, but really don't know how or or are are concerned about taking the leap. Mm-hmm. So you had a secure job working as a private chef. And what made you decide just, okay, now's the moment I'm going to take the leap. And what was what was that like? So, you know, I was doing private chefing at the same time as Watch God Be Cooking. So as I started to make some money on Watch God Be Cooking, it was not comparable to that of my private chef salary, but it was enough. It was enough to pay the bills. And I had done like a pretty decent job of saving all my babysitting money in college and, you know, money from private chefing, all that. I knew I was going to be able to like stay afloat financially. So I thought let's do it. If it doesn't work in six months and I run out of, you know, my savings, fine. Like I'll go get another job. Like I can do it again. I know how to, I know how to, you know, build that back up. And it took a really long time, I would say, for What's God Be Cooking to really find its footing and to start securing bigger brand deals. I'm trying to do the math. Like if I went full-time with What's God Be Cooking in 2013, I would say it wasn't until 2017 or 18 that I was like, Mm -hmm financially like felt really secure and that brands were coming to me and I had to do a little bit less pitching of myself. But for me, that was when I knew it was okay to make the jump. Like I knew I was going to be okay financially. And like Thomas had a full-time job at an ad agency at that time. We were living together. We weren't married or no, we were married at that time. But like he had a full-time job outside of what's got to be cooking. He didn't come on board with me until 2019. So it was a financial thing for me to to really make that leap. I, I also think I'm pretty fiscally responsible. So that was, you know, a big, big thing. Yes, yes. I, I read online that in another interview you gave or, or some, some piece of content that you also are a business-minded person. And is your background in business? Do you have a business background as well? Yeah, I mean, I did business in college. I graduated mm-hmm. with a business degree. I never got my MBA or anything like that. I think about it from time to time, but like, it's a lot of hours. Yeah, and money. And yeah, it's ta- yeah. very expensive. I'm like, yeah. Thomas, if you want to go, I support you. But like, I don't think I can do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, I so originally I was pre-med in college for the first year and about three-fourths into that year, I got an F on my test in like some sort of chemistry and I had never gotten an F before. And that was a real like, ah. <laughs> and my I come from a family of doctors. So I called my dad and like, will you judge me if I don't become a doctor? Like, I don't think I can do this. And he's like, no, like do whatever you want. So I switched to business and I, I still keep in touch with some of my professors. Like it really made an effect. I loved, I loved my classes. Like it really was in the right place. I knew I wasn't supposed to be pre-med. <laughs> yeah. Well, and sometimes that's such a major sign that it, it, it's a sign of redirection. You know, it's, yeah. it's not the F or failure, it's the redirection. And, and look where this, maybe that piv- F was a pivotal point that brought you to create this community of 900,000 plus people. Talk to me a little bit more about what happened in between 23 and 2013 and 2017 as you were building and building and building. What did the building blocks look like during that time? And what were some of the essential steps you took so that a lo- paid off? Yeah. yeah, a lot of it was trial and error. It took me a minute to find my voice and who I was as a writer. Turns out I'm not a great writer and I have very stream of consciousness. And to find my recipe style and my communication style. So all three of those things took a lot of time for me to really hone in on. One of the things that was really helpful, I have a friend, she's still a dear friend and mentor. She was in 
the editorial world of the magazine of like Better Homes and Gardens, Bone App, all that kind of stuff. And she was leaving that world to come start her own digital, you know, like management company. And she was like, I would love to help you hone your voice and develop your brand. And really, because I couldn't have told you what What's God Be Cooking was back then. It was a blog. It was a cooking blog. That's what I would say. But like, if I was talking to a brand, I couldn't have been like, What's God Be Cooking's your one-stop shop for all California girl things. Like, I just couldn't have said any, I had no elevator pitch. And I worked with Lori Buckle for probably six months to really figure out who it was I I was, like what kind of, who I was as a brand. And I word vomited to her for, you know, a couple of weeks straight on Zooms and in meetings and all that kind of stuff. And she came back and she's like, well, you're the California girl. Easy as that. Like you let ingredients shine. You're the girl next door. You're very approachable. Everything you do is for the most part, very attainable. Like you're, Mm -hmm. you like to put on a red lip once in a while, but you're in (laughs) athleisure the rest of the time. So I was like, oh my God, that's so like, sometimes you need someone to take a look at your brand and and like tell you what they're seeing because you're so close to it. I couldn't see it. Yep. So anyway, starting to work with Lori was a pivotal moment for me because mm-hmm. after that, when a brand would come to me and say, I want to work with you, I could very easily say, this is not on brand for me. Or yes, mm-hmm. this is so on brand for mm-hmm. me at What's Bobby Cooking. And at that same time, I really started developing a relationship with my audience. When I started There was no relationship with your audience that social media didn't really allow for that at the time. Sure, people commented on blogs. And yes, I responded to questions on Twitter back in the day, but like DMs in this current form or comp, it it wasn't the same. Mm -mm. But at that time, Snapchat was really big. And I started a Snapchat channel and my Snapchat was a weekly Friday cooking show. And it happened at noon every Friday on the dot. And I would cook something from start to finish. Very, it's actually very similar to this cooking series I started a couple of days ago of like 30 yes. minute meals. Yeah. And it was, it was so unhinged and chaotic. And I was recording <laughs> it by myself at home. And it was, it was really funny. And I was the first person in the food world to do anything like it on Snapchat. And it took off. And people DM'd me and I would spend all day Friday and Saturday after it went live responding to questions, helping troubleshoot other people when they didn't have human, what did they, whatever. And that two-way conversation changed everything for me because a lot of people outsource that now, like they'll have someone to respond to their DMs for them. I've always held on tight to that because I think that is one of the most valuable parts of my job is my relationship with my audience and I'll I'll never out, I'll never outsource that. I don't think that's authentic. Right. Right. So, but so that changed everything. So then Instagram came out with Instagram stories and I started doing more on there and then the brand just kind of snowballed from from there. I, I mean everything you said. So going back to building your brand from the start and you know working with the branding expert everything you say about your brand completely translates into who you are today from from a you know viewer perspective and to who you are in real life and if i were just to describe you and i was thinking about this before we were starting like gabby you make everything just look so easy and effortless but approachable and doable and you're un- you're unique in your own way but you're also super just authentic and thank you real and i think that's what makes me connect with you and I'm sure I'm not alone on that one. You've also said that you're 
always in your DMs. In fact, you posted something the other day. You guys, I'm so behind in my DMs. I promise you, just repost your question. I'll get to you. I mean, I don't know anyone else that I follow out there that's doing that. Well, it was my own fault. I posted something (laughs) about a miscarriage. And anytime I post about fertility, it becomes in. It's just I I took it down after 12 hours because I couldn't keep up with the DMs. I didn't see it. Yeah, I did not see that. Because I took it down. (laughs) And it was a long time ago. It's not that big of a deal. But like I've talked about fertility pretty openly. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like I can't keep up with this. Delete. Like got to be able to get to everyone else's DMs. Right. I got to get to my 30 minute cooking show that I'm doing. That's, you know, probably yeah. taking a lot of time but, and effort. But thank you. Like, I yeah. do think I think it would be so much more work to put on a front. And mm-hmm. like, I'm not I listen. I, there's a reason I'm not an actress. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't have that kind of that kind of talent. <laughs> well, you you have other talents and they clearly thank show you. through. So going to community building and just when I say community building for the listeners out there, I mean, finding your people online and having your people online find you. And and that includes brands, individuals. You're very clear on what is on brand, what's not on brand. But when I think of just like how to create raving fans and, and to create basically like all of these like thousands of people who are out there selling your brand for you and, and selling in, in like a like talking about you and and sharing your your new spice line, which I want to get to as well, and promoting your awesome trips. How what do you think has been your part in creating that loyal base of just people who believe in what you're doing and get value from what you're doing? What has been your part in in creating that culture? I think I think a lot of it has to do with being real and being responsive. Like if you leave me a message, if you email me, if you write a comment on my blog, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, I will respond to you. Like there's, mm-hmm. I, it's a huge part of my day. So I think for the most part, nobody else does that. So it automatically, if someone's making a recipe and they're like, I don't know about this, I'm going to use Gabby's recipes because I know she'll at least respond to my questions about it. That's huge. Like that's such a, that's an act of customer service that like most people I don't know if they don't have time to do it or if they don't care to do it or whatever it is. Like, that's just something I make a huge, it's a big, it's a huge part of my world. It's very important to me. And I think being able to go out in the world and meet people was really, you know, when I did my first book tour back in 2018 and I got to meet people in real life and hear their stories, I think that was, you know, 2016 to 2019 was really big as a big brand building period for me. And being able to meet people in real life was really just great. Yeah. And then COVID, honestly, COVID, while it was awful and terrible for everyone, for the most part, it brought so many people into the kitchen who had no idea oh, how to cook. Yes. People, I remember the first week of COVID, someone's like, how do I make rice? And yeah. I'm like, oh, well, let's do an Insta Live every night for this first month and teach people how to make basic food. So, you know, being able to be there during those kinds of circumstances have been helpful in growing. And then, you know, we do one event, those people tell their friends, the next event, those people, it's like a whole mushroom effect of, 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 you know, a good vibe we're putting out. Yep. And very organically, pun intended. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, I, I, I would agree. And, And being someone on the receiving end, I received DMs from you just coordinating this podcast. You're super responsive. It's been a breeze and, and you're just, 
you're, you're there, you show up. And I think people see that and appreciate it. And it differentiates you a hundred percent. Thank you. Um, all right. So one thing I, when I was reading your website, I scoured it and then I started going down a rabbit trail. What am I going to cook? And then, and I'm like, no, 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 I need to prepare for this interview. But one thing that really stood out to me that I can completely resonate is you said something like, I, I like to do what I, what I want, when you want, what I want, when I want. Tell us more about that. That is such a freedom statement. And a lot of people working in corporate nine to fives want that, but yet like aspire for that. That's like the holy grail, but you know, there's, there's things in the way. So tell us what that means for you and, and how you manifest that in your day to day. I mean, I think I have the privilege of saying that because of my job. You know, like if I was working a nine to five working for someone else, that's not that wouldn't be my reality. But I've I have made my own career path for myself Mm -hmm. and I've been doing it for so long that I have been afforded the luxury of being able to say that. But Mm -hmm. I think if you asked my parents if I had that same sentiment as a child, they would say, yes, <laughs> you were born this way. <laughs> I just, I really like to beat to my own drum. And I, you know, if I don't want to do something, I'm really good at advocating for myself and saying no. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've always been like that. I have, I mean, this sounds ruthless, but if, if I have a friendship that's not serving me, like I don't stick around, like I'm going to go. And I just think I, in order to do what I do now as a business owner, as a wife, as a mom, as a friend, like I need my bucket to be so full. So I'm really good at cutting the fat, if you will. So that I feel like allows me to do what I want. Like if I get an invitation to do to after we got back from San Miguel de Allende, I got that invite a week before we went. I was I got in those of you who are listening. We went to San Miguel for the What's God Be Cooking retreat for this four-day period at the end of August. And then I turned around and 36 hours later, flew to Lake Como (laughs) to go to an F1 race to go with Aston Martin. And and this is coming, like, this sounds absolutely insane, but it comes from someone who doesn't care what car they drive and doesn't care about racing. But I recently watched Drive to Survive on Netflix, and now I'm a diehard F1 fan. (laughs) But I moved my whole schedule around to do that because I was like, this is so important to me. Like, I, I have to make this work. Like, I have to, I move photo shoots around and I, and I luckily have a very fluid team who can accommodate some of those things because I'm also accommodating for them. Like, if Matt and Adam, my photographer and food stylist, book a bigger job than me, fine. I'm flexible. We'll move me around. You got it. Like, that's, I think it's also part of being a small business owner. Like you kind of have to roll with the punches. Did that answer the question at all? You did because you're actually getting to my next question. But yes, um, I love that you have built. One thing that you said that really stands out is you have built this life for yourself. You've made the decisions intentionally throughout the years that have led you to this point, you know, and, and also there's probably some of it that you were just born this way, you know, with this, (laughs) you know, like very determined spirit on what you will and won't do. But, you know, you've also been, it sounds like incredibly intentional on what serves you and what doesn't. And that only reads like better things ahead when, when you can kind of weed those things out and just go for what, what you want. Yeah. Um, you're getting to my next question about your pinch me moment. I mean, just looking at all the things you've accomplished, I'm like, wow, that's, you know, there's probably many pinch me moments in there, but recently including like your New York trip. It looks like there was a pinchy moment in there too. But what would you say have been some of your best like pinchy moments? Like, oh my God, I can't believe this is my life. 
Like, this I think is so cool. The first time I ever got to go on the Today Show was everything I ever wanted and more, and it it lived up to it. I remember being on the plaza with Craig. All the hosts were out there. Oh, he's my favorite. Craig's, <laughs> and I'm obsessed with them all. Craig's incredible, yes. though. And we mm-hmm. did a segment, and they gave me six minutes, which is unheard of. Like, you get four minutes if you're lucky. And I did this segment with him, and I black out for the first 20 seconds. I have no idea what came out of my mouth. Things came out of my mouth. I couldn't, I couldn't, I was not living in my body. I could hear myself because they broadcast the speakers out for everyone else on the pause. I, it was just the most out-of-body experience. So then when I finished, he looked at me and he's like, that was your first national TV segment. And I was like, yeah. And he like gave me a high five. He's like, you crushed it. Like, you've got such a future ahead of you. <laughs> I was like, wow. oh my God. I literally wanted to cry. It was such a beautiful moment. So that was a real pinch me moment. Going to the F1 race in Lake Como this summer was pinch me moment. And then, like you said, in New York, I was, I work with Stella Artois. I'm one of their ambassadors for the year. And I got to do a uh, activation with Ludacris and like, <laughs> I don't, I don't know how old you are, Holly, but like I, 40, 45, but yeah, like Luda was a very big part of my life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. In college. He's been around a while. Yeah. He was part of my high school theme party. So like when I got to be on stage with Ludacris doing hot, the hot ones challenge, I was like, who, what happened? Like, who is it? What life is this? This is so cool. And like, I drank illegally to your music when I was. <laughs> so, you know, it was a real it's basement. Yeah, pretty much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it was, that was a really fun one. I mean, I've had so many, honestly, pinch me moments are that I can tell you another one that lunch we had in San Miguel when everyone oh. did their own stations. So you guys at the place we stayed in San Miguel, the Rosewood, they have this huge courtyard. And we had, I think there were 65 people there or something. We had eight stations with, let's say, eight people at each one. And one was appetizers, one was the meat, one was ceviche, one was dessert, blah, 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 blah. And everyone made this their respective dishes. And then there was this huge 60-person plus table down the middle of the lawn. And at the end, everybody sat down to have lunch. And I stood up at the head of the table to like make a little speech and welcome everyone. And I was like, this is like cooler than my wedding. Sorry, Thomas. Well, Thomas doesn't listen to any podcast, so he'll (laughs) never hear it. Okay. But like, it was so beautiful to watch 60 strangers from Mm -hmm. all over the country fly into San Miguel de Allende, sit down at this table and share a meal. Yeah. So like for me, especially with the world we live in right now and like how much conflict there is and divisiveness and all that, that was like, it's everything to me that fills my cup so much. And thank you for doing it. You're not alone. I, we all, like everyone I talked to, that was like a core memory for a lot of us. Like, wait, it was a beautiful. Watch, what's that movie where core memories? It's a Disney movie. In, Inside Out? No. Do you know what I'm talking about? I, I don't even know. So people, someone used that word. I'm like, that, that, that's it. It's, it's a core a, memory. It's a it's a Disney movie that star- I don't know if that's who started it, but it was like from El- no, I'm gonna look it up. I'll tell you later. But anyways, yes. it Poppy watched it recently and it's about core memories. And she walks around talking about core memories now. And I'm like, you're God, that's so interesting to be aware of that as a two and a half year old. But yes. also like that was a core memory. Like yeah. Rangers coming together because of their love of food and like general vibe is a total core memory. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And, and you were able to create that for a lot of people. And so just, you know, that, that had to, I can see why that would be a pinch me moment. It was a pinch me moment for me. I'm like, this is just awesome. Just, yeah. and that's, well, we'll get to like how this comes a little bit full circle at the okay. end. But so all of that incredible moments, you've made decisions to get you to where you are. There's also for every business owner, entrepreneur, there's the self-doubt, the moments where you're like, I don't know, or, or you're not sure, or there's just, you know, some nervousness around doing something new. Can you tell us about, you know, in a, a time, recent time where you, you've that crept in and, and how did you, how did you talk to yourself? I mean, what I happens? was, I was very nervous to launch Dalkin and Co. Mm. I Tell was, us about like, Dalkin & Co. real quick, too. Dalkin & Co. Yes. is uh, our new CPG brand. It's right there. We launched a line of four seasonings. I had a line of like 30 plus products with the brand before, and I just didn't have full control over it. So I And I wanted that control. Like I wanted to be in charge of the experience of when it arrived. I wanted to be in charge of branding. I wanted, I wanted to be in charge of what actual SKUs were being sold. And, you know, it didn't need, I didn't, I didn't care if it was meeting minimums. Like I just wanted, I wanted all that control. So we launched it in-house under Dalkin & Co. Dalkin's my last name. And I don't know why, but I was absolutely terrified the two weeks leading up to launch. And I, I don't, I don't get nervous very often. And I think maybe it's because when I had the product with, then they were like co-branded. It wasn't my money at risk. It wasn't just on me to promote them, but it felt like a, huge amount of pressure that I was just adding yeah. to my plate. And it was really scary. And I remember calling a handful of my friends who also have product lines. And I was like, how did you start? <laughs> like, that's the dumbest question coming from you. And I'm like, don't say that. No, like, really? Not. It was really yeah. like, I was like, I need you to take me seriously. Cause like, I don't know what my first Instagram post should be. Like I've been doing what's got to be cooking for so long. I could run it very much with my eyes closed if I needed to. But like, this was a whole new thing. Yeah. So it was a handful of friends that like talked me off the ledge and they're like, you just have to start, which is so funny because that's the advice I tell other people. I'm like, just start. Mm -hmm. You can change your voice. You can change your blog name. You could change your Instagram handle. You can change your photography style. You could change whatever you want. And one of my girlfriends was like, you just have to go, like, just get it rolling and you'll work, you'll work your way into it. And I, and I did, and I, and I didn't do it beautifully or in a sophisticated oh. way. I mean, I did on the Instagram, but I, the first time I launched it was like on an Insta live and I just kind of like blurted it out. Like it wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't eloquent, but after I did it, I just felt so much better. And like a weight had been lifted and it was in the world. And like, then I could take it and run with it. So for me, that's, you just have to start. I, I just had to go, like I just had to do it, get over my nerves and start somewhere. And, you know, every, especially now everything's online. Yeah. You can edit it for the most part mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. or take it down. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Um, I, I love that. I love, love, love those two words. Just start because so it's so easy to just get caught in our head and spin and spin and spin and then talk ourselves out of it, procrastinate, not do it, or it's not the right time. I'm not ready. So I, and I love that. And so many things that I see people start and myself included, I really struggle with starting new things that I really want to do for all, a lot of those reasons. 
I had to get over the need for it to be perfect and polished and on brand. And like you're know, having worked for large companies my whole career, when we launch something, there's millions of dollars at stake, you know, for a global brand and it has to go well, it, right. you know, a public company. And, and so there, one of the nice things about being a small business owner, and I'm very, very small, is it can be scrappy. It doesn't have to be perfect. It can be good enough and then tweak and change and improve as you go. So I yeah. love that advice. And I think that's super empowering as a business owner, as a woman, like just figuring it out on your own. Like, yeah, that's incredible. And then the next time you launch something, maybe you'll be a little less nervous. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I probably won't be, but like, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> well, so I'm curious, what is next for What's Gobby Cooking and Dalkin & Co.? So for Dalkin & Co., we're going to continue to launch some incredible new seasonings. We'll probably get into a few other buckets of food items. I don't want to get into like anything that has to be refrigerated or shipped cold. Mm. So it'll really be a pantry staple destination. So next. I'd love to get into other products there next year. So that's on Dalkin & Co. side of things. And on What's Gobby Cooking, we have a new book coming out next spring. It's all about Ooh. grilling, which is very exciting. And we'll do a book tour. So we'll do probably like a 68 city book tour next summer. And, you know, see what else happens from there. I had a, we had a TV show that launched last fall with QVC Plus and mm -hmm. QVC, it was like highly successful, but they decided at the end of the day not to invest any more money into original content. They were just going to repurpose all their old content. So we're shopping that around to see if we can find a new home. Otherwise, we'll figure out another TV angle kitchen. Yeah, it was really fun. Mm -hmm. And who knows? I mean, it's that's the beauty of working in the digital space is that anything possible, a new platform could pop up in three months yeah. that would change everyone's, you know, day-to-day -day lives. So we'll see. And what and what's on your Thanksgiving table this year? Well, my friend's giving table, I actually just designed my menu. I'll tell Ooh. you. Oh, yeah. Yes. It's my friend. I, I won't let Mira listen until until this is <laughs> we, so we host a 60-person Friendsgiving two weeks ahead of Thanksgiving, and I'm doing a cheese grazing table, this little gem radicchio salad with a lemon vinaigrette, potato, mashed potatoes, potato puree, the mushroom stuffing on my recipe, turkey meatball, because like, I don't have time to do full turkeys. <laughs> uh, we're going to do grilled steak at the same time and a slow-roasted salmon, just, you know, really covering the proteins. Brussels sprouts with broccolini, whole roasted sweet potatoes, and mac and cheese. And oh I'll make, God. I'll do cookies for dessert because everyone else will bring pies, even though they've been instructed not to bring anything. <laughs> they always bring pies. So we're going to keep dessert to a minimum because there'll be 27 pies here. Mm -hmm. Never have so, too much dessert, though. That's my Friendsgiving menu. On my Thanksgiving dinner menu, we'll probably have like Mexican food or something because I'll be so done with Thanksgiving by that time. We'll go, we'll be like in San Diego. <laughs> nice. Some, switch it up. Yeah. Well, so speaking of Friendsgiving and just coming full circle. So uh, I think it was two weeks ago, I called Mira during the workday. My friend who <laughs> called me in the beginning, I called her during the weekday and I said, I need to know, yes or no. <laughs> and she's like, oh God, Holly, what? Like, will you go to get, get, will you go to Gabby's friends giving with me? And I need to know because I just bought two tickets. And so <laughs> we're coming on November 9th, right? Yeah, it's the 9th. The NTN, we're going to have so much fun. I can't wait. And this is where, this is what I mean to the listeners out there is creating those 
adding all of that personal touch and being a real person. And and another thing that I noticed that you did in Mexico is you you really were, went around and I think you talked to every single person at least multiple times. And so I I really admired that that you you made time for every single person that was at that event. And so when you announced that something special was coming on Monday and we needed, and the sign up was going to happen at 9 a.m., I set my alarm and I was like on Instagram stories waiting for your announcement. And I pressed buy because yeah. I am one of those raving fans. So I cannot wait. Yes. It's going to be really, and that one's going to be, I mean, listen to the key to these events also is having like an incredible brand partner, like that yeah. event in San Miguel, like I don't Most get paid. I don't get paid to do any of these events. I just do them for fun. But but finding Rosewood who understands my vision to help me execute it is key. Same with the Auberge and Santina. It's like no one's getting paid for these events, but like they understand how beautiful we want it. And and like working with them is really helpful. <laughs> I, I bet it's so fun too to plan this with it's them. It's so fun. It's so fun. And oh. it's just like everyone gets to dream big and you know, we you, the first time we did that, the, you know, when I did my first event was with, with Quasar, this company, we went on a boat, we went on a cruise through the Galapagos. And they were like, you want a whole boat? The boat only sleeps 40 people. But I was like, yeah, I want a whole boat. And they're like, we just don't feel confident giving you a whole boat. We sold out the whole boat in two minutes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and then it, it was only then that they understood like, oh, what can we do to make this extra special? Like, we didn't think you were going to be able to do this. So you know, most brand partners don't get it until we do the ticket sales. And then they come back to me and they're like, how do we make this epic? And I'm like, thank you for listening. (laughs) Yes. That's really interesting. When people underestimate your, your ability and the power of your business, and you get to kind of turn around and be like, boom, we've sold this boat in two minutes. Nothing gets me more joy. (laughs) Right. That's got to be so fulfilling. I I love being yeah. underestimated in general because uh-huh. it's like, oh, I get to really show you what I'm made of now. But it's a very, it's a real fun perk. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. Well, on that note, Gabby, it's been a pleasure having you here today. What, what if anything, you've given us so many nuggets. I mean, the just start, the two words, you know, to anyone out there looking to start a business or to follow in your footsteps with their own touch and flair. What, is there anything else you would offer in terms of advice to aspiring entrepreneurs? I would say that if you, if you need something, ask for it. And if someone says no, you go find someone that says yes. Like there will always be someone out there that will be able to help you or give you advice. It might not be the first person you ask, but they exist. They exist. And you've done an, an amazing job asking and full transparency. I was a little nervous to ask you to come on. And no. I thought, you know what? No, I spent a whole weekend with her and I would be honored. And if she says no, she's too busy. It's okay. No, I would never and, say no. <laughs> but I, I, I'm truly honored to have you here. I can't wait to see you in a couple Thank of weeks. You. Thank you for everything you do for for we we Gabby, we Gabby followers and I yeah just thank you for being thank here. Thank you. I'm so excited to see you. I think what yeah. how many weeks are we together? Is it two weeks from today? I think it's like two weeks from yeah. Oh my god, it's today officially. Today. Well, I, I don't know when you're airing this, but from where when we're recording this, I'll see you in two weeks. I'm gonna try to coordinate so it's well, the Tuesday before, so are week you, from next Tuesday. Are you driving to San Ynez? Yeah, so I'm fly- I'm okay. in Minneapolis and I'm flying in to LAX to to Mira's house and the Mira okay. and I are driving up. Great. Yeah. Awesome. I can't wait. 
Yes, we're excited. And finally, where can people find you for those of you that may be new? Whatstabbycooking.com is my home for everything. And it links out to pretty much everywhere you could possibly need. (laughs) All right. Well, everyone, as you're planning for your holiday season, visit Gabby's site, pick up her spices, watch her stories and content. Like your cooking shows, it's all very entertaining and inspiring. So thanks for being here. You're the best. I'm so excited to listen back when it goes live. And I'll see you so soon. We'll see you soon. Take care. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Are you curious if your business idea will actually work? Don't worry, I've got you. Your best business idea starts here at hollynoll.com slash free. Go to the link and download my free business action guide. In this guide, you'll map your skills and expertise to build a profitable business idea. You'll solidify an irresistible offer that turns contacts into clients. And you'll implement my step-by-step framework to quickly land your very first client. Thank you for joining me this week on the Everyday Entrepreneur Podcast. There are thousands of podcasts out there and you chose to be here with me. And for that, I am truly grateful to you. For more information on today's episode and this podcast, visit hollynoll.com slash podcast where you can find links discussed in the shows and connect directly with my guests. Remember to subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast platform so you'll never miss an episode. And while you're at it, if you enjoyed today's show, share your rating on iTunes. Or if you'd rather tell a friend about the show, that would mean the world. And remember, check out my free business action guide at hollynoll.com slash free. Or for more business building tools, visit the consultant code on Instagram. Until next time, keep taking action to build your business.